in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. And welcome to the CEO Raider podcast. It is your host, John Mayetta. If you like this podcast, leave us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. If you haven't visited CEORator.com, please do so. Leave a review about your company or CEO. We're the only place on the internet where employees, customers, and investors may anonymously rate or review companies and CEOs. That's CEORator.com. So let's play catch up on the deal front. Justice Department appeals approval of AT&T Time Warner deal. The Justice Department believes that the deal will be bad for consumers that a combined AT&T Time Warner will be able to exercise undue leverage on consumers. And the question I have, as I've stated on this podcast before in previous months, is how? How exactly is AT&T, the combined pro forma AT&T Time Warner, going to exercise undue influence on consumers? You have all the large major platform companies getting into the media space by way of creating original content or uh, publishing user-generated content. And those companies dwarf AT&T, Time Warner, and all the traditional media guys. The hottest media platform in the world is Instagram, owned by Facebook, known for publishing user-generated content. You're going to see influencers, social media influencers, start to publish content on IGTV. Facebook has struck deals with the NFL, so they're going to start to license, ramp up their effort around well-known third-party content. So companies with deep balance sheets are playing in media. I think I mentioned before, I subscribe. I'm not a big TV person. I subscribe to uh, YouTube TV. So they have a one of the traditional cable companies pipes the cable access into the house. Then as far as the, the content, I don't have a cable box. I subscribe to YouTube's offering. So YouTube is pushing into the the traditional cable business. Not to mention, uh, they too are going to ramp up their original content effort. You've probably seen those ads on on YouTube now. Uh, Teaser episodes for premium content, original content created by, by YouTube. Apple, the same. Amazon, as you're all aware, the same. They're ramping up their original content. Uh, Netflix, obviously, is ramping up their effort around original content. Not that Netflix is in the same ballpark from a balance sheet perspective as is Apple or Amazon or, or Facebook. But so again, how, how the, the same question, how does a combined AT&T Time Warner, how is that a frightening prospect for, for consumers? How exactly is that combined entity a, a behemoth in a, a forest of giants like Google, Apple, Amazon, Facebook? That's enough on that. The, the, the Justice Department's uh, case there is a bunch of nonsense. Broadcom. So Broadcom announced that they want to acquire, they plan to acquire CA which is an infrastructure software company for approximately $19 billion. I, I spent a little bit of time in my very early days as a, as a banker covering infrastructure software for all of maybe a year and a half back in a long time ago, uh, 03, 04. It's still a lot of the same companies in that space are around today. Um, if you think about the technology stack, you have uh, the hardware guys, whether it's hardware manufacturers uh, like, like an Apple, any of the, the to device manufacturers, then you have the, the, the folks that play in the semiconductor space, the chip space, w- which is where Broadcom has made its home over the years, and which, by the way, was built on acquisitions in the, in the chip space. You're running out of acquisition opportunities in the chip space. It's largely been commoditized. What little I know about chips, it's a cat and mouse game. Not a, a, a ton of room for innovation. And if you really want to differentiate and drive innovation, it makes sense to start to move up the stack. And so there are two ways you could do it, in, in my view. You can move the next layer up, which is where uh, CA sits. It's sort of at the, 
the, the bottom end of the infrastructure layer. Uh, I think the other layer that would make a lot of sense would be the de design layer, the design software, which is uh, an application layer sector, but shares some attributes, some elements of, of infrastructure. Uh, but examples would be companies like Ansys, Autodesk, uh, PTC plays in there a little bit. So these are companies whose software is used to create 3D models of tangible object like a airplane wing or an entire airplane or to model the flow of air or fluids for example or to model the impact of heat on various materials and so if you're Broadcom and you manufacture the chips that power hardware and other devices and you're involved intimately in the design process, well then maybe it would make sense to move up the stack and acquire uh, software design companies. CAD is a name. CFD is an acronym that was thrown around uh, to, to describe that space. But again, those, those ANSYS and others, ANSYS is probably uh, best in class in that space. Autodesk would be the largest. Adobe bleeds into that space a little bit. I mean, you could even argue if, if, if you want to get really creative and innovative, in my mind, Magic Leap, which AT&T put some money into today. Magic Leap has built the, the technology layer that enables augmented reality application developers to build their wares. It's the enabling technology that powers what is going to be an enormous space over time. I hesitate to talk about what the uptake the uptake may look like, what early traction may look like as far as augmented reality goes. I think it's a ways off. I can promise you that whatever the industry guys like IDC talk about, that that ramp will be too, too, uh, too aggressive and too steep. It'll be more gradual like it always is. But that is going to be an enormous space. And Magic Leap has essentially created the OS for that entire space, for all that creative design. So that would be an interesting one, I would think, if, if you want to play in the design space and you not only want to look at the traditional design companies, but some of the newer companies. So I applaud Broadcom's effort to acquire CA. I think it is a good one to learn on. It's going to be EBITDA margin accretive, assuming the deal is executed. The company talked about a 55% EBITDA margin within five years, but it's not a difficult business to assess. It's not a difficult business to operate. Uh, CA does have some testing software in the design space, so there is a little bit of overlap with Broadcom. How much exactly, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but it's a good one to get your feet wet with. And if you make that one work, then I think it makes a lot of sense to start to look at companies like Ansys and others for acquisitions. And I think it makes all the sense in the world to create a vertically integrated stack that gets the company off of the metal, as we used to say, where they're exclusively a hardware company today, get them into the software space where there is more opportunity to create differentiation through intellectual property. It's more difficult to become commoditized in the software space. So long as you keep at it, it's easier, in my view, to build moats, competitive moats in the software space. So I like that deal. And then the last one I wanted to talk about was AT&T. I, I, I applaud them for being aggressive with the Time Warner deal. And I think that it makes a lot of sense for them to put money into Magic Leap. Uh, the AT&T understands how important content is. And if you believe that content is 
central to your strategy, which is what I believe in the case of AT&T. They've got to augment their pipes with original content. And if then that's the case, it makes all the sense in the world to move beyond uh, traditional content, traditional video content, and to move into augmented reality, virtual reality. And acquiring an equity stake in, in Magic Leap is a good first step in that direction. Why not engage with the, the market leader? That's all for now. See you next time.